0: Welcome to Outlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere.
1: I'm your host Megan
0: and I'm your host Joe.
1: And here we are today to talk about episode 404 of Outlander called The Common Ground.
0: Yeah. So, uh, th- this one this one funded up a little bit.
1: This was a great episode. It was a better episode this for sure. It was a really really good episode.
0: Also, um, I just want to say I uh, I I've been I was a little harsh on the last episode for sure so I for the first time ever I've decided to actually I have you can hear listen can't hear it <laughs> that uh I'm drinking a glass of actual uh scotch whiskey uh to try and to try and fun up for this yeah. Outlander episode to try and try and bring more joy to my Outlander review
1: yes
0: so if I sound drunk I'm not uh <laughs> but uh but you can call me drunk. It's a very at
1: appropriate drink. To be loinlander
0: having. at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> or Twitter at Loinlander. Also right. somewhere on Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah. On our Loinlander page. Anyway, let's
0: talk about this episode of television.
1: So, this episode was written by Joy Blake. Joy Blake. Now, Joy Blake also, she was one of the new writers that they brought in for season three. And she wrote The First Wife, which was the episode where right. Claire learns that Jamie was married to Leary while she was away. Right. So that was a shocking episode.
0: It was a shocking episode. It was a
1: really good episode. It did bother me though in that episode. That was the episode where she said, and I quote, I'm just not sure that we belong together anymore. I had a home back in Boston and a job and a daughter and I don't know why I'm here. And she also tries to leave Jamie in that episode.
0: I remember that being one of my least favorite episodes at the time of the season and then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, that was
1: before they went to Jamaica.
0: Yeah, I had no idea how bad it could get. Right. They learned me good.
1: Although I will say the first wife was after A. Malcolm. So A. Malcolm was the one where... That was a long... a hot mess. (laughs) That was a long episode for you to get through. it was. In any of it. This episode was directed by Ben Bolt Mm -hmm. who directed the previous episode as well. Yes, he did. The title shot is is a bunch of indigenous people and they're dressing themselves for the day and you pointed out it was a very long title shot
0: yeah it was really usually the title card lingers for you know maybe like four beats and then this one was i think there was like five or six shots in it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of maybe albertans Maybe yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So apparently uh, they brought in a bunch of we call them First Nations.
0: Yeah, a lot of Canadians. Yeah, Indigenous peoples. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, from Edmonton, Alberta.
0: That's right. Um, uh, which is where we are podcasting from today.
1: That's correct. So, uh, the first scene where we see Jamie is he is signing Lord Tyron's
0: uh Oh, it's like the yeah. So the contract, basically the, contract, the yeah. Yeah. So they're giving him ten. acres of land, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm not a farmer, but I know that's a lot. Like, that is a lot of land. Basically, handing them over 10,000 acres of land for them to then recruit settlers on to, Mm -hmm. you know, parcel this land off and and, and basically... It's a good
1: deal. It's a good deal for someone who has been robbed by pirates and has nothing.
0: Yeah, we're going to hand you 10,000 acres of land. Like, basically, that makes them very wealthy mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. people really mm-hmm. well you wouldn't know it from the shanty that they build in the forest but anyway uh, it's a lot of land
1: it is a lot of land so this scene with Jamie he looks so good he looks a little older with his glasses on yeah and I love the way he's carrying himself
0: and either the bangs didn't bug me in this episode well, or they fixed them either I think I've just no, I've I think just you've become glossed a over. to over yeah
1: so I mean there's a lot of you know conversations and talk about jamie in the book versus jamie in the series and i agree that it, it is obviously slightly different right sam hewan plays jamie the way he sees jamie but i think a lot of people read jamie differently but there are a like few with shirts <laughs> there are a few has he taken
0: a shirt oh yeah the one stupid forest shirtless scene anyway go on yeah. he hasn't taken his shirt off in a while though guys
1: Well, and there's been complaints about that.
0: I bet there has, yeah. People
1: on my Outlander forums are like, does anyone miss them having sex? It's like, guys, let's just, let's follow the story. No, they've
0: unloined a lot recently. Ever since Rufus. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, no, it sobered him up a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: So there are a few scenes where Jamie in the series, to me, is exactly how I picture him in the books hundred yeah. percent. And this scene with Sam Hewen where he's talking to Lord Tyron, and they're you know, he's signing the contract and he has that conversation and he says that line about savagery exists in many forms mm. both in Prince and Paupers, he he is Jamie, he's coming right out of the page to me in this yeah. in this scene. And I just I love him and I love the way Sam Hewen plays him. And actually we've talked about this before, but a lot of times my favorite scenes with Jamie
0: don't have Claire. Don't
1: have Claire. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think they... They have amazing chemistry together. They mm-hmm. really do. And there are a lot of scenes with Jamie and Claire that I love. But Jamie, to me, he comes more alive. And Sam Hewan plays him in a stronger way, kind of, when he, he's playing him without Claire.
0: I mean, he comes across a lot more in the... You're, now that you're saying it out loud, it's true. In the non-Claire scenes that I can think of off the top of my head, he comes across as much more... Um, eloquent and educated for sure, and very powerful. Uh, well, yeah, but also like really sharp witted, you know. Like, yeah, like there's this uh, scene with him and <clears throat> pardon me, Lord, Lord Tryon, Tyron, Tyron, I don't know. yeah. Um, and then, but then there was also the scene where with um, Lord L- Lieutenant, Lieutenant wants to plant wheat but doesn't know wheat, you know, that oh, guy, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. like, same thing, and then. Uh, you know, when well, the, even
1: think about third season. Whenever he's with Lord John Grey, yeah, or, I, know, so I was just going to say yeah. that all the
0: stuff with John Grey, where they're sort of having these, you know, repartees back and forth. He, he's calculated, he, he's but, smart. Yeah, for some reason, when he's with Claire, he just like said' I don't know, maybe just because he's always. Well, they're you know, more partners, to, right? They're. <laughs> Yeah, there's always something he has to some zany adventure he has to get himself out of. So he's right. just like, I don't have time to be smart, I gotta <laughs> yeah. chase after you.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, it is interesting and and uh when Lord Tyron says to him, I believe that you've dined with princes and pop like he can tell, even though he's a Highlander yeah. because he basically insults Highlanders and says they're savages, but then right. he says, But you seem like you've dined with princes
0: which he has, right? Yeah, well and like and Jamie said, you know, both princes and paupers can be savages, you know. It's, yeah. It, well, I mean, I think that was, it was an interesting uh, back and forth, but I really think that was a test, you know, sort of to see, you know, almost kind of like to go back to season one, where, um, uh, I can't remember, it's too long ago now, the, where the, the Lord made fun of Dougal, or was, you know, getting on the Yeah, yes, yes. Kind of the exact same thing, where it's sort of like, Okay, well, I'm going to give you ten thousand acres of land, if I, if I, you know, how loyal are you to me? You know, if mm-hmm. I, will you snap at me if I make a, di- you know, a dig on Highlanders? Mm-hmm. And you know, he, you know, Jamie kept his composure and mm-hmm. you know had a really uh, uh, intelligent and not meek, but not overly, you know, just aggressive enough, assertive but yeah. not aggressive answer. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the next scene is between Marsley and Claire.
0: Ah, uh, parsley. <sighs>
1: And they have a really nice moment. Yeah. And, you know, Marsali's sad because she's missing her mother because she's very pregnant and times like that you need your mother and Claire, I mean, essentially Marsali doesn't have a mother and Claire no longer has a daughter, right? right? So, I think they're really, I mean, they've already bonded, but I think they're really looking to each right. other. I got welled up watching this scene. Really? Well, yeah. Just, I like how
0: she's like, I know you and my mom hate each other, but...
1: Well, yeah, Yeah. and Claire says something really nice about Leary. She says, your mother did a fine job raising you. Yeah. Way to take the high road there, Claire. I mean, that being said, she doesn't...
0: I I, mean, she's crazy and she pointed a gun at my face, but she did do a great job of raising you, Parsley.
1: Well, also, she's far away Mm -hmm. forever. Forever, ever. And I don't think Claire doubts, you know, I don't think for Claire it's like, does Jamie love me? She does not feel threatened in any way. No, she doesn't. So anyways, I thought that was a really... Sweet scene between them. Did you cry? Did you get welled up?
0: I did in yeah. that bonding scene. Yeah, I cried again.
1: Jamie walks in and he's talking to Fergus about recruiting Highlanders to mm-hmm. live on his ten thousand acres. Yeah, and he mentions he says, you know, get get all Highlanders and also talk to the men from Ardsmuir Prison.
0: Right, which is a little foreshadowing. Is, I hope that's what is they like, in a story storytelling. That's what they call foreshadowing, kids. Yeah. To Murta.
1: Now I read, you know how I but, had this theory that um they were gonna replace Murta with this character named Duncan Aines. They're gonna who, replace
0: who, Duncan Aynes with Murta. Sorry, yes.
1: Yeah. Um who ends up marrying Jocasta, and Joe Apparently Diana Gabaldon has come out and said they're not replacing they're not, not replacing they're not Duncan Aynes. Okay. Like, Duncan Aynes so is still in the thing. He well, or I mean that's what she says, right?
0: Right. I don't think she's a cloak and dagger. Smoke and mirrors, like trick you for the you know you think the, if big, she the big says reveal. That, that I don't think she's got that. I don't think she's got that kind of like right savvy. Anyways, not savvy, but like really, I don't think she, I don't think she gives a shit. But enough that's not to, to say to, to
1: that's not to say that he won't marry Angel Casta.
0: Yeah, and well, and it also doesn't mean that they can't just include him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, I'm oh, sure, sure. That by now they've changed enough things that you know they could just have Murtaugh there. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, I hope, anyway.
1: He will be. He will be. Although I will say, we're, we've we already watched four episodes. I am surprised we haven't seen him yet. Yeah,
0: what are we waiting for? What's he What's he waiting for? If I he didn't know. save Merta or uh, Jamie from the Man Bear, you know, when was he going to show know. up? I and thought we'll that might have that. been it.
1: We'll get to that.
0: Yeah, it's a little foreshadowing of our own.
1: So Jamie, Claire, and Ian leave Fergus and Marcelli, and Ian. I love this guy. He's so excited. He's like, "We'll have a wonderful cabin for you when you meet us there, because they're going to stay in Wilmington, and And the bear. Yeah, and they." they show them riding away and Ian's just got a huge smile on his oh, face like he's it jacked. it couldn't get better for Ian he's got for a young dog,
0: Ian. He's got he's an got adventure. He's not going home to his mom.
1: Nobody has um raped him no. or yeah, no pirates right. have attacked him. attacked him. It's been super cool. It's really good for young Ian right yeah. now. Um I also just wanted to point out that I love all of Claire's outfits in this episode.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that while we were watching. Yeah, They're I don't really, really think they were anything I special. If I fell but, back in time... Which you might.
1: Which I might. Yeah. These are my outfits of choice. Right. I didn't
0: like Ian's hat.
1: I know you didn't, but he looked
0: good in he it. He looked like a weird Quaker, but uh, no. that, that's fine, whatever. Which is
1: maybe okay we learned from that traumatic episode. Yeah, I Because Quakers, I guess, yeah, turns out, were kind of... Weren't
0: down with slavery, which is... That's pro Quaker for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So they fat.
1: wander through the forest and they're putting all those spikes in
0: stakes. Yeah. So stakes. they're they're staking out their land. So they have a they have a map of their land and so they're they're basically going around and they're marking the boundaries of their land, which is actually very important later in the episode. Mm-hmm. And they find a, a large tree. I can't remember what they call it, like a. They had a name for it. it kind of splits remember.
1: in the middle.
0: Yeah, but it, it, there's a certain kind of tree. Yeah, it almost makes like a V shape. And Jamie carves, carves and a little,
1: F-R a little for, for Fraser's, Fraser's Ridge.
0: Ridge. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, and then when people come, they'll know that Fraser's Ridge. Yeah. Uh, it just warms my heart. Except it didn't. Also, I
1: wanted to point out that it was interesting. Claire and Jamie were walking along, and Claire yeah. was singing a song. And she, it's an American song. And oh, she right. said, "Oh, we use the same. We use the same." Um, Tune as
0: some some, some British some, song, and he's like, "No, but King George."
1: Right, and he said the Americans took the song and made it their own. And she said, "We did." And yeah, it's I that was interesting. But she was always remember when Frank and and Claire moved to Boston, and right. Claire right away, like Frank was struggling. He didn't like the tea, right. and he she, like this. she and embraced she said, America. Right I want to get up. my American citizenship. I I'm not happy with anything to do with England. Let's just start fresh. Like, she was always rah-rah right. American. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of a nice nod when she said, we did. Because she yeah. considers herself an, an American, American, even though she has a very English accent. She does. Um, so everything's going great. Mm-hmm. And they're all smiling and happy. And then a bunch of Cherokees come. Yeah, yeah. Cherokee so- Indians. Which they—that's how they refer to them. So we'll refer to them as Cherokee Indians rather than Indigenous people. Yeah, or yeah. First Nations. I mean, yeah,
0: that's what they refer to them in the show. So right. Know, so
1: they come and they sort of surround them. And yeah. Jamie says, and I thought this was—I wanted to know what you thought of this. He says, Claire, give me your knife and get behind me. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't use. He just walks up ahead, holds the knife in the air, and drops it.
0: I kind of feel like he maybe thought Claire might whip it out, uh, or or maybe I don't know. He just—it was one of those things where.
1: He wanted AP. to show them he had a weapon, but he wasn't. But he gonna wasn't. Use but he it. wasn't
0: going to use it. Yeah, exactly. Which smart. But but he said, "Give me the knife, but go stand by the rifles." So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so. he knows
1: she's got a good shot. Yeah, that's right. So, but yeah. then he also introduced himself, which I like. He dropped. Yeah, he said the um, knife, and he put his hand on his chest and said, "Jamie Fraser."
0: Yeah. And they and that uh, one guy
1: who we learned spoke excellent yeah. English, just I think screamed something at him.
0: I don't even know. I can't remember if they what their actual reaction, but there there wasn't much, and then they they left. Right. Um, and, and it was then, like, whew, that was close.
1: Yeah. And then we go to Inverness, I think 1971. Yeah. And it's Roger.
0: And Fiona.
1: No, it's Roger in his office. And oh, he's no, not Fiona yet. Not Fiona yet. He's reading about the Highlanders making homes in North Carolina. And uh, he just
0: randomly decides to pull out that book that uh, Sophie, why can't I remember her name? Brianna Brianna gave him. Yeah. And he still got the picture from the Highland Fling of her and and he that, that caricature picture. He looks at it. But then he realizes that the page it was on was conveniently by an article talking about Fraser's Ridge and how uh, how the Scotsman settled yeah. in North Carolina.
1: And as he's reading it, and I love this montage, as he's reading about it, they do a montage of Claire and Jamie and Young Ian. And they're all working away, mm. and the music.
0: Bear I was McCreary. actually, yeah, you're Bear McCreary. You're yeah, big, big props to the bear.
1: Yes, it's like such hopeful, happy music, and they're all like they're working really hard, but they're right.
0: now as a show watcher. In quotes only, um, but not a book reader. Mm-hmm. When I was watching that, I was, and maybe I don't know if you don't if you know the answer to this or not, but I when I read that or watched it. Um. I was thinking, is are they using this montage as a way to just sort of skip past a big part of the book? And it's like, and then Jamie chopped down a tree. And then Jamie did this. And well, then Diana they had on. sex. And then it. they chopped down another tree. And like or they're like, let's compress about sixteen chapters of them building some shit into Certainly. this montage.
1: Certainly it's that, but I think it's also a really a nice way to show the viewers. These are really brave people. I mean, never mind the, fic- you know, fictitious Claire and Jamie and Young Ian, like, there was a lot of people yeah, this, like them who came. this happened. And they chose some dirt and some trees and some right. grass, and they're like, this will be my home. Right.
0: They have a wagon full of supplies, and that is it.
1: Yeah, and they just make their home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's brave, it's and it's hopeful, and it's, I just, I loved it. Um, And then they go back to Jamie and he shows, he's outlined exactly, you know, where they're going to live, where their house is. And then my favorite part is he he has shown her where her shed will be. And he says, if you like, you can bring patience and you can, you know, continue
0: your your healing. healing."
1: Which, how nice is that? Her husband is aware that she is a woman who needs to have something to do and is purposeful
0: yeah no which is awesome the part that surprised me about this scene though was that considering they are working with ten thousand acres of land mm-hmm. they have basically built like i don't know like a like a bathroom like a like a really big bathroom but sized house you know
1: that people that was just the size of homes back then that's not
0: true is jamie came not? from lallybrock it was a castle that's a good point he lived a in point. a castle we have
1: been to yeah well this is different it's very different. Cabin. This
0: is this is not the like he is. He's lived in in big old houses before. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I was just I don't know if they that was the only plot of forest they could get, or maybe they built a tiny house in the book. I don't know, but I was just surprised when he's like, and in this four foot space, we'll have the fireplace, and right beside it is our bookshelf. I'm like, dude, that's a bad idea. That's a fire hazard, bro. But just to
1: get back to the shed and how he built her a shed right. or he's going to build her a shed so that yeah. she can have patience and help them. We totally glossed over the fact that right in the beginning of the episode when Lord Tyron was like, and we will have accommodations for your wife to stay at while you go into the deep woods and build the house. And he's like, Oh, you're so nice to consider her. However, my wife will be with me. She's a healer. She's seen right. it all. She's seen war. She's seen. And I thought once again, that's so nice. He knows her so well.
0: Yeah. Well, and all, I mean, that's the nice thing about all of Claire's men is they've always stood up for her whenever someone tries to, you know, little, little her woman or Yeah, because like, Frank, Frank used to do that all the time, too. Remember yeah, when he did do that. the people at his school, you know, tried to talk her down? And she's like, well, actually, you know, she's way smarter than you, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: she chooses good men. No,
0: she does. Drops them like a hot potato sometimes. but.
1: So Roger, meanwhile, learns more details about Fraser's, Fraser's Ridge.
0: Right. What happens?
1: Well, he learns that Jamie Fraser... Uh, of Fraser's Ridge. Of Fraser's Ridge, uh, built Fraser's Ridge with his wife, Claire. So right. and that's that's like the real
0: Sorry, because this was from a letter, right? Like, and there was he—he he had we he was holding a letter, and it said, "Dear, dearest mother," and then it had a bunch, of, but they didn't say who it was from. So I asked if it was from Parsley, and you said you didn't know. Or I
1: thought it might be from Parsley, but it could be from, It could be from anyone, just saying, like you know, I went over and right. declared this healer, who's James Fraser's wife. Because
0: theoretically, that letter could have been written like thirty years or when X of No, years. no,
1: it had a date on it. It was oh, right it around did, okay. that time, All but right. it was enough so that.
0: Could have been anybody, though.
1: You know, Brianna essentially said, I miss my mother, but also, I have no idea. Like, I hope she met up with him. I hope she connected. So now Roger has proof that not only did she meet up with him, but then they traveled to the other side of the world and ended up living in North Carolina. So this is exciting news, right? So he decides to contact Brianna to let her know. Mm -hmm. They have a phone conversation. What did you think of this phone conversation?
0: I liked it, and it's... um, I don't know why people dog Sophie Skelton. I think she's okay. Like, I thought... I thought um, both of them. Uh, this, is, this is something I've complimented the actors for. Can't remember what the other act, uh, scene was where I, I said this, but uh, they face acted the shit out of this. episode. Do you know what? I was going to bring scene. that
1: up. It was really close up
0: on their. Yeah, face. it was. Too, they kept cutting back and forth between like really tight close ups of these two guys, and they had to. there's a lot of awkward pauses, and you know they had to really convey a lot of feeling and, and emotion and and. It was one of those things where it was a really well directed scene because I really got it. Like I understood, yeah. you know, how they were both kind of, you know, feeling one thing but saying another. and, and Tentative you know, and nervous. yeah, which is like the pretty standard, you know, awkward phone call that you know between people having a rough time, you know, in that mm-hmm. stage of their relationship, that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, you know, it really is is conveyed really well. I thought they really did a good job, both of them.
1: I mean, I thought they both did well. Too, but mm-hmm. Richard Rankin like was incredible. He was so amazing. Like his facial expressions right mm-hmm. before he was like, "Well, bye." He looked up yeah. at the sky as if to be like, "What is happening right, right now?" Yeah. Like, how is this what I'm gonna say? And then he said it. And the,
0: but then he said it. He knew. He knew he was screwing it up again. And he. But he's like, "Well, we're this far <laughs> in, so let's do it." Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was that was a great scene between them. Are you at all a little bit more invested in Roger and Brianna?
0: I mean. As we find out, you know, stuff's happening, which is what I've been crying for, which is what I cried for all last episode. I feel like there was way too much setup before shit started to happen, but now the ball appears to be rolling. It's uh, rolling. As we'll find out by the end of this episode.
1: So then we're back at Fraser's Ridge.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm having a hard time saying Fraser's Ridge. Why? I think because I'm on my second cup of Baileys. Second cup of Baileys, yeah.
0: (laughs) Fraser's Fridge. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, anyway, so it's they're at the ra- Razor's fridge, right? Claire
1: and Jamie yeah. are discussing the problems that they're having. And Claire suggests, wisely, I think, going somewhere else. Maybe we yeah. should go somewhere else. And Jamie well, says, no, because no matter where we go, mm-hmm. he's like, you said yourself, the Cherokee are everywhere.
0: Right. Is this before or after they came? Because there was also the scene, I'm getting a little mixed up, because they came again with their, was that, was that after where they where they came with their stakes. And they actually had a bunch of the stakes that they planted and they threw them into the ground and they were like, said a bunch of stuff in a language I didn't understand angrily and then rode away. That
1: happened, yes, that had already right. happened.
0: Right, that, that's what freaked them out.
1: I mean, that's a lot.
0: That is a lot.
1: Yeah. So that's, yeah, so Mason they're talking. said, take
0: your stakes and shove them up your ass and get out of here. Yes. Was essentially, and, and like Jamie said, it doesn't matter how far we shove them up our ass and get out of here. We <laughs> have to, they're, we have to leave. They're still going to be they're there. They're still going to come. That's right.
1: And also Jamie says, the mountain spoke to him. James and Fraser that was weird but whatever feels like no no this is his home this is now. his home it's like when we walked into this house and I just knew this is where we need to live right? it's true right yeah, that's how no, Jamie okay. feels about that space Fraser's rich yeah so then they go to sleep and they just they show this scene where Claire and Jamie are cuddling and Ian is sleeping beside Rolo who is just I the love Rolo. perfect dog I just want to grab yeah. his face just and just yeah, yeah just cuddle <laughs> him Rolo freaks out. Yeah, Rolo though freaks the shit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all wake up, and they wander out, and none of them seem very sleepy. They're all very alert right. when they first wake I up. I think they're
0: all—they've been threatened. Their lives have been threatened by folk. So Enough I think times they're, the yeah, night. they're. They know danger by now.
1: Young Ian yeah. points out they took our meat. Do they want us to yeah. starve? They assume that this is the Cherokee coming right. back. The horse comes up. Yeah, what's Finley. the horse's name? Finley. Finley. Oh, Finley. And he's hobbling. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a big scrapes. slash on his flank.
0: And they're like, Claire's and like...
1: This isn't the Cherokee. It's a bear. This is a bear.
0: That's right. And uh, so they're all a little freaked out. Gun, guns up. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. Meanwhile, Jamie has decided that he is going to talk to John Quincy Myers to figure out a way to... Because he knows John Quincy Myers has a relationship with the Cherokee. And yeah. Jamie's like, I'm going to go and talk to him. So Love he does. He, yeah. I do too. He's just wearing that cool raccoon oh, hat. Making, drying
0: some meat. He's making some jerky. Some
1: he's totally fine. He's like, I don't know what's going on with the three of you and your wolf, yeah, but I'm fine just here just in my tent making with making some
0: jerky. Hat I got on. a cool hat. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> great. Yeah. What's going on?
1: Um, but he recommends giving them tobacco. Tobacco.
0: Yeah. And which he had just gotten a big old sack from Jacosta, so he's like, he can take some of this tobacco. He also very generously gave him a bunch of meat. Yeah. And Jamie... Did like that cool guy Jamie thing where he's like, Oh, I'm not gonna take your meat. And he's like, You know what? If you don't eat, you're gonna go crazy and die. So, yeah.
1: which we both get hypoglycemic, so we can understand. That's a thing. I would
0: take his meat.
1: So, and so Jamie speak. is so smart in this scene because he says, I'll take it to them at once, this tobacco. Yeah. And then he pauses and he says, I don't know their customs. How should I approach them? Right. It's like, Jamie, smart. Right. No, like, boom, yeah. boom. John
0: Quincy Mars is like, How about this? I take it for you. Because I know them.
1: But he teaches him how to say, Hi, come in peace. He teaches so basic, him how to say yeah, that, right? And yeah, Jamie he didn't actually say what it was, but basic. Or but he repeats he? it. He yeah, it he like, says, oh, oh. oh, the friendly greeting but is. Yeah, like it was just blah, like, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And Jamie repeats it right. and memorizes it. And then, meanwhile, Claire and Young Ian. Well, but he oh, also tells
0: him this is very important, because he tells him about the bear. Talk, they talk about the bear, and he's like, oh, well, they, yeah, the, the Cherokee have called it, and I can't remember what the name was. Oh, the monster. Yeah, the, the, yeah, but they have the name that's Sono like, Holo yeah, yeah, something. he's yeah. like, it means bear, but it's more than a bear, and he's like, oh, it's like a monster, and he's like, well, it's it's more than a bear, Yeah. which is, as you find out, it is more than a bear, but they don't, right. they, they just know that it's it's something.
1: Right. Meanwhile, Claire and Young Ian, sitting on a log, talking about life at Lallybrook, Claire is ripping a fish's guts right out of it. She is, yeah, right she's, out of its body. And
0: somebody—I don't know if that was actually uh, Katrina Balfe that did it because I think it was just a tight shot on the, hand. uh, of the hands of them gutting that fish. But Someone, I don't—I don't think that was that was a stunt ballf. I think
1: I don't know. I think it might have been her. She let that snake wrap around her neck. Oh, that's and, different,
0: uh, is sticking it? your fingers in a dead fish.
1: It's pretty gross. Uh, they talk about Lolly Brock and. And how she doesn't know how to knit, and he's oh, yeah. like, "What do you do when you need stockings?" And she looks at him. I buy them.
0: Yeah, it's Claire. And like, he's like, "Every highlander knows how to knit."
1: She says, "Even Jamie." And he says, "Yeah." Y- yeah. yeah, he looks
0: at her like she's like, "Yeah, of just-
1: course." And then what do you say to me? Joe turns to me and says, "Oh, the king of knitting." That's right, king of knitting.
0: <laughs> Can't knit himself a shirt, but whatever.
1: Yeah, nighttime falls again. They're all sleeping. Once again, they're awakened. Rolo. John Quincy Myers has been mauled.
0: Well, you think it's a bear. Like you see like something in the forest and Jamie comes out. You think it's the bear, but then, yeah, it turns out it's... It's human. It's John Quincy Quincy Myers. Myers.
1: And he's hurt. He's very, very hurt. Yeah. Claire and Ian tend to him while Jamie goes out to find and kill the bear. Right. Now, I'm just going to hit pause for a moment on our recap because... In the book,
0: Mm -hmm. what happens? It's a bear. Oh,
1: really? And Jamie fights and kills a bear. Oh. And that's how he impresses the Cherokee.
0: Oh, that makes sense. They de stupided it. That's nice. That's good. That's usually usually the other way around. The king of men killed a bear with his bare hands in
1: the book? Oh, I don't remember exactly how, but he kills a bear. He has a fight with a bear and he kills it. That's. So fans, some fans have been complaining a lot. Really? About the alternative which I just want to say is way creepier. That scene where Claire they're better, like doing yeah. this this crazy editing where it goes like it's showing the Cherokee and then it's showing Claire and Ian yeah, and then and Claire some says sort of,
0: they're they're having some sort of ceremony,
1: séance or something, I don't know, and then Claire says that's not a bear. And you're like if it's not a bear, what and then you see this crazy ass human yeah. with a Half dead bear and like bear claw. Like that yeah. freaked me no. out. It actually reminded me of M. Night Shyamala's kind of creepy yeah, stuff yeah. where like, you don't know what's happening and right. what things are. That's what it reminded me of. This scene. It was a
0: really cool scene, yeah. And the fight with uh, Man Bear.
1: Fight with Man Bear, yeah. Yeah,
0: and Man Bear almost took took down King of Man.
1: He King of Knitting.
0: King of Knitting, yeah. Yes. That's right. Could've. He did. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um,
1: So anyways, uh, what I was going to say is people were complaining and one person kept complaining to Diana Gabaldon on Twitter Mm -hmm. saying, why would they do this? Leonardo DiCaprio fought an actual bear.
0: Did you see The Revenant? I did. And? He lost really badly. The bear kicked the shit out of him and basically killed him.
1: But did he kill him?
0: No, he played dead and like basically died. He had to. He was like ninety eight percent dead. That's the
1: whole movie of the Revenant, right? He just keeps dying and dying and dying. But he, he doesn't actually he, die. He
0: heavily dies a lot. Yeah, right. but but that bit, like if you think that a human being can fight a bear, watch the Revenant, and then tell me that anybody is gonna yeah anyway. Watch just watch the Revenant.
1: Well, Diana Gabaldon responded with maybe you don't realize the kind of budgets we're working on, as opposed to that movie, The Revenant. She's like, here's an example. Right. That movie probably had about a forty million budget. We have per episode, and it was actually a decent amount. I feel like it was like one point something million. Side. Like it yeah. was a decent budget, but it was she was comparing it, and she's like, "That's why we didn't use
0: an actual an actual
1: bear." bear which I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a good.
0: Well, also the revenant, uh, the bear was a guy in a suit. Just gonna throw that out there, but really, I yeah. thought it was a bear. It wasn't a real bear. I
1: think. I think it was a bear. No, because there's a
0: huge thing where the guy who uh, directed The Revenant in, in Uritu, uh the guy in the bear suit, hurt himself during that scene, and he kept, but he's they kept making him shoot the scenes. So, oh. yeah, true story. Apparently, oh, anyway. Okay. True according to the internet.
1: Listen to that, Outlander fans. Yeah, there
0: you go. A little education for you.
1: So, Jamie uh, takes the bear to the Cherokee people. And he says the greeting that he memorized yeah. that John Quincy Myers had told him to say. And the, I don't think he's quite, he's not the chief, but he's like vice chief.
0: Did he say the greeting or did he say the scary bear word? I thought it, I could have been wrong, but I thought it was the scary bear word. No,
1: it's the greeting. Oh, well, was it? it? I, just, like, I come I, in peace, I so he said that. Up. Okay. And then they say it's the scary bear, it's word. the monster. Yeah, and I then Jamie's remember. like, guys, don't worry. It's actually, he's a dude it's and, they're a human. Like, hey, and they're like hey don't
0: worry we, we know. know also and we speak perfect English
1: <laughs> yeah also we speak flawless English or at least this English. guy one guy does Um, and you were annoyed when you when the guy responded he said did you kill him and you're like he speaks English you were so annoyed for Jamie it's
0: honestly you know why I was so annoyed is because it's like super cliche I don't know I just feel like that's been played like I guess the, so. like the guy that like you don't understand that like plays the I don't speak English card and then all of a sudden he speaks English I just feel like that's been done.
1: Okay, well Jamie handles the situation perfectly. He says he and his family wish to live peacefully and they basically
0: say, "Well, we'll think about it."
1: Yeah. But then they come back yeah. to him. And
0: they don't know and Jamie doesn't know like he's got the gun out. He doesn't know if he's it's how oh, they've decided. And but the en- English speaking guy.
1: English speaking guy says, Speaks on
0: behalf of the chief who does not speak English. Or no. at least as of right now right. he's letting us think he doesn't.
1: And They say that they have named Jamie Bear Killer. Bear
0: Killer. And the look on young Ian's face or whoever the hell plays young Ian like he <laughs> nailed know. that. Like he just. He uh, leans
1: towards Jamie right. and he's like Bear Killer?
0: Yeah <laughs> that that kid. Come on, dude. I don't know who that kid is but he plays enthusiastic like nobody's business. I, no. I only. I only hope to ever be as enthusiastic about something as that actor plays yeah. once in my life. He has yeah. such
1: a sweet face. And yeah. yeah, he, I mean, he's won me over so many times, which again, I pointed out, did not care about young Ian in the book, but love, love this guy. And uh, yeah, Barry Killer. Yeah, he's pretty so excited. So cute. About it. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: So then we have Roger and he is at Reverend Wakefield's house. Yeah and he's talking to Fiona mm-hmm. and she they're talking back and forth about Brandon. and he's like oh she's gone she's just uh, you know she's she's going through a lot because of her mother and Fiona says because her mother traveled back in time to well he
0: tried her. to be slick about it yeah, yeah. Like, he's like oh cause she met she found an old love yeah
1: yeah, and yeah. Fiona says, travel back in time. Roger's reaction when he's he like, like, back in time, what? The
0: fuck? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's trying to act like, what are you talking about right. going back in time? That's insane. Love Richard Rankin.
0: Yeah, really? and Fiona would act him here. She's basically like, the walls of this house are not that thick, and you know when you guys were tromping around making bat suits and trying to track down Jamie Fraser, I heard everything.
1: Yeah, and Fiona has her granny's research, so she shows Roger. Yeah,
0: which is kind of annoying. She just, she's been
1: holding on, on that, that for, for literally, a
0: literally years. She's like she Roger. knew this whole time.
1: Yeah, and so she shows him Claire and Jamie's obituary, which yeah. is kind it's, of a downer, it's a big
0: deal. So apparently, this is where the uh, the hearth and the bookshelf being too close together comes into play because supposedly they die in a fire. Yeah, sadly,
1: it is sadly. Yeah, Jamie. Then they they show Jamie and Claire, and they Claire's wearing pants, which I wanted to point out because I think it's great. And they he he now has the outline of the cabin that they're right. gonna live in.
0: I didn't realize she was wearing pants.
1: You didn't? No, she's wearing pants in that scene. First time ever. No, she wears pants also well, in, in the past. Yeah, first past pants. No, no, she wears pants when she? she goes to save Jamie from Wentworth Prison.
0: Oh. She's wearing pants. She pantsed up. I didn't realize that. She wore pants. Okay. Because it's like she's hey. saving her, there were some her pants. guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they show Jamie and he's, that's when he's talking about we'll have a bookshelf and we'll we'll have candles right. and we'll read the books at night. It's like oh well, I've dried paper
0: and surround it with as much fire as we can within a five foot range. He
1: says we'll have a fine table. Nothing could go wrong. Right. In the middle to eat our supper. Mm-hmm. And it's such a sweet scene but they're essentially standing in the place with their arms around each other smiling in a place where they are going to die full of so much hope in books and there's no books yet so the final scene-hmm
0: yeah a little twist little twisty twisters in here Roger calls Breebri
1: yes and, uh, and her Gail. cool
0: roommate I like her roommate I like that you like actress. Her roommate I don't know
1: because she has a Frenchie and you love Frenchies.
0: I love French Bulldogs, yeah.
1: So, she lo- and she says she's gone to Scotland to visit her mother. I'm really surprised that she hasn't seen you yeah. yet. And his face, and again, like, I know I go on about Richard Rankin, but I, I want to say the blood from his face drained in this scene. Yeah. And you could see the wheels, like... Oh my God, she's gone back in time. Oh well, my no, God. Well, no, because,
0: it, well, that was when he was like, oh, really? She's come to Scotland? And, and then, what's her name? What's What was the roommate's name? Gail. Gail's like, yeah, she left like two weeks ago.
1: I'm surprised you haven't yeah, seen her yet. Yeah, and then. And that's when he realizes, well, she's she gone said, to see her mother. Yeah. Uh
0: oh. Bum, bum, bum.
1: And for him, it's like punch in the face, boom. Right. Like, she's back in time, boom. I still love her, boom. She's going to be with them when they burn in the fire.
0: Boom, what the hell? She can go back in time?
1: Well, he knows that.
0: How does, she, how does he know that?
1: Because when they, in season two, when they go to the Stones and Galas has burned her husband to go back in time in 1968, mm-hmm. they, Roger and Brianna are like holding their ears and Roger's like, do you hear that buzzing? And Brianna's like, yes. And it hurts both of their ears. So
0: they're both time travelers.
1: So you know Does Roger both... have
0: three silver fillings? That's the only question I need answered right now.
1: I don't know if he does or not. But Is that Roger Skull. I mean... We're, I, dun, dun, dun. Anyways. No. So now he's probably like, if she's back in time, she's going to be with, and she finds them, then she's going to be with them in that Burn house it. when I it burns down. I better go rescue her. And then he's probably like, I have to go back in time.
0: Well, I know that's what happened. He, enough people have spoiled it for me already that I know that's what's going to happen. Sorry if you didn't listen the
1: Listener. <laughs> yeah.
0: Singular. Um, and, yeah. And, and then, that's how it ends. And that is how it ends.
1: End scene. Yeah. What great freaking
0: episode. Come
1: on. It was a pretty good episode. Come
0: on. Yeah. Here's what, I, here's what I'm going to say. I predicted that this episode would be um, not good at all because of, you know, I was like, well, look out everybody. Ronald D. Moore is gone. It's going to be terrible. Um, I will admit that uh, two of my favorite Episodes, non-season one mm-hmm. uh, are in this season. So the, this one and then um, Oof, the yes. yeah, the Rufus episode the, the horrible slavery episode. Uh, both really solid episodes of television.
1: Yay! Joe is enjoying Outlander! No,
0: don't let's not He don't, loves it! I, okay, let's do it's, loin it's, points. Let's do loin episodes points. episodes like this make it harder to bash because yeah. it's less dumb. Yeah. Especially when I find out that they're actually like undumbing things like he killed a bear. No, he killed a dude dressed like a bear. That makes that's a lot more... That's hey? that, well, Yeah.
1: Okay, loin points, Joe.
0: So what uh, would I give the other episode?
1: You always ask me that. Well,
0: you need to know. That's your job. So 75? Oh, I think that's what you
1: gave the one with Rufus. Yeah, yeah, that's what
0: I mean. So it's like it's not... It wasn't that good. But I would say I'm going to give this episode a 60. Okay. Because it wasn't... I mean, it definitely wasn't the snooze erronomy that the last one was... This one, I I like when the story moves along. It had some interesting conflict. It had some tension. It, uh, as a non-book lover, it kept me. It kept me watching. Yeah. Yeah. I I like uh, the peripheral characters. Uh, Yeah. No, uh, there, there wasn't. uh, There really wasn't anything like overly stupid for me to complain about, which is always a plus.
1: Okay. I would give this. Are you ready? Oh boy,
0: 107.
1: No, 100. I would give it. I would give it a hundred. Okay. When I there
0: is one cries out of a
1: uh, no, a hundred loin points. Right. There this episode is everything that I love about Outlander. Okay. It had I mean, Claire and Jamie were strong and I like that. I love, like you said, all the peripheral characters. There's time travel involved because mm-hmm. Brianna has travel. traveled back in time.
0: Well we don't know that for sure. Yes, we it do. has been strongly implied.
1: We do. Um lots of Richard Rankin
0: you love Rick rank
1: yeah and we needed him more in season three
0: we needed a lot of a lot of things in season three
1: yeah what happened
0: I don't know too many episodes Anyways, written by we don't need Matthew to talk about that. we don't
1: need to talk about that because this episode yeah. to me was absolutely perfect
0: okay good I'm glad
1: favorite scene
0: oh um you know what you start
1: okay I mean I had a lot mm-hmm but my favorite scene was pro- Tide tied for um, the montage when they were all working so hard with the wood. And I know you were laughing about all the chopping of the wood. But there's actually that really sweet scene where uh, young Jamie, or sorry, young Ian and Jamie are sawing the wood. And right. young and Ian has a huge sawing. smile on his face. And then you see Claire and she's also, she's got the axe and she's out there and the music is so hopeful. Chopping. and. You know, I just, like, I love these guys, and they're so brave and so hopeful. Mm. So that scene tied with the final scene with Richard Rankin getting off the phone and just, like, the blood draining from his right. face. Because, I mean.
0: I mean, why wouldn't on. it? Yeah. It's, it's, time, it's travel time, time travel time. We all know what's going to happen. Okay, so I would I would say it's hard for me to choose. My my favorite scene would either be, um, I really thought the fight scene with uh, Man Bear mm-hmm. and uh, King of Knitting was really well executed like it was one of those it, it seemed like like a I mean I've been in a real fight really but it, it's like you know like it wasn't like punch you I punch you it was you know like dirty like they were like mm-hmm. rolling on the ground and it was just be, you know he was trying to like claw him in the face and like it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't like parkour or you know Mm-mm. kung fu or anything mm-hmm. like that you know no jumping off trees or anything mm-hmm. it was just I just thought it was a really well executed scene mm-hmm. it played well um and uh, yeah and Jamie was you know for for all his king of madness like he Seemed he was really scared he was freaked the <laughs> f- out yeah and he was you know like it, and and was you know it was basically if he didn't he was running away and fell and thank God he found that stake and like yeah. impaled the guy with it because he might have been bear sauce
1: yeah no he was trying to get yeah like it was wasn't it wasn't going away. well for Jamie
0: <laughs> and then uh it, well because they said actually that the bear guy was like one of their best warriors like this was like a tough dude yeah um but then oh that and then the uh the scene the very first phone scene between uh roger and brianna sides. yeah i you know, i thought they just both did really well in that yeah. scene it was it was i just thought it was really well executed but uh so i yeah i'm gonna give it a tie between those two
1: okay i love that you have two favorite uh, scenes. fuck who'd have thought it? who'd on. have thunk it least favorite scene
0: um, my least favorite scene, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know that I, don't,
1: I, I don't really think I had one. Yeah,
0: there's nothing that was so awful, you know, usually my least favorite scenes are when there's like some sort of horrifying, you know, technical thing, or just like, like really bad, stupid character decision in this episode, didn't really have it. No? No, no I mean it was, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, don't
1: have a least favorite scene I can't okay. dog it,
0: I'm sorry if, if you guys were waiting for me to dog something. MVP. But don't worry. (laughs) Season's not done. You don't
1: know. MVP.
0: I'm going to give it to the King of Knitting. I thought he was solid in this episode. I like that scene with him and and Lord Tryon. I did too. Maybe Ian for his happy faces. (laughs) Also Rolo. Rolo and the gang. Yeah. You know what?
1: I'm going to give it to young Ian. I don't think I've ever given him an MVP before. I would give it to Sam Hewen, but I'm going to give it to John Bell. Because he was great in this.
0: Here's one thing, um, an interesting thing that I'm, I'm realizing uh, as, I, as I think about the you know, MVPs and stuff like that. This season, uh, or at least the last three episodes, and I don't know if this is how it goes in the book, but for sure, they've been way less Claire-centric. Yeah. Like, the the it was very, very Claire, Claire, Claire. And now I don't know if it's a conscious decision or if it's just how it shifted in the book's because I know, you know, it becomes more about Roger and Brianna. But I know that, uh, or, or I can tell you from the last three episodes, that it's not it's not just the Claire show anymore. Which was what kind of bugged me about this show. It's it, Maybe that's why I'm liking these episodes more. Is that it definitely seems more ensemble.
1: Yeah, well, and I know Katrina Ball herself admitted that when she... Because they have to read the books and yeah. then also the, the scripts... And she said at first she was kind of struggling because she was like, "Sorry, so my character is basically just like a homemaker, just like, a I'm regular just, character. Yeah, like I'm just she. She was like at first I kind of struggled with that. Like she's she's not peripheral, mm-hmm. but really, what is? Think about like Claire's right. journeys yeah. in every episode. Mean, right? There's no or opportunity every, sorry, for me season. to
0: say something antagonistic to an extremely powerful person and get us all in trouble.
1: I mean, not. Sarcasm aside, right. Claire's journeys have been, like, she's been going through a lot, oh, yeah. both emotionally and yeah, physically and everything lot. else. I mean, in season four and in book four, it's really about the beginning of her life with Jamie, right? She is, she's the person in the home and she, she'll always be a healer, but it's, you know, it's nothing like the trajectory of her stories yeah, from season one, season little, two, season three. Yeah, a little three. mundane compared yeah, to so, her
0: Yeah, shipwrecked boat Jamaica adventure yeah this is a little so
1: Katrina Bolf said she was like she had to kind of second like she had to do a couple takes basically and be like sorry so this is it okay but you know she's a good sport and she do the
0: check still clear cool (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. so that's the episode yeah
0: so we'll see what happens next week Um, hopefully we we get a little more sci-fi some time travel I'm looking forward to it me too okay well That's a wrap on yet another edition of Outlander. No, Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere in the world or the universe or time. Okay.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone.
0: I drank scotch.
1: (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Soberly, soberly.
0: Okay, good night.
1: Bye.